Welcome back to another episode of What's Your Jersey? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm your host, Jacqueline Marfuji, and I'm so excited. I always say I'm so excited, but like I genuinely am excited. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's not to be excited about? We're in Los Angeles. Sure. It's bright and sunny. Beautiful. It's gorgeous. I was laying out by a pool earlier. Now I'm sunburned. Life is good. Life is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. You have spaghetti and meatballs in front of I you. I do. I do. <laughs> Staring at me. Ready to be eaten. I'm an asshole because I didn't tell my guest um, that I feed him <laughs> when so. he comes here. So he is a, he's got a full stomach mm-hmm. but, but I'm, i mean there's there's still like a reserve tank somewhere so i might have to take a little dab and we have to-go boxes okay perfect yeah because i'm very dateable and i know how to take care hey, of shit leftover food is one way to my heart i say that <laughs> <laughs> exactly um i also before i introduce you i just want to give a shout out to my mom bombshell and it's her birthday oh can i give a shout out to my dad his birthday's tomorrow do it. yeah what's up pops <laughs> wayne carter 74 Five years old tomorrow. <laughs> wow, yeah. that's a big birthday. It what? Big birthday. What are you gonna do for that one? Uh, I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio, so yeah. my mom's taking him to lunch tomorrow, <laughs> and he's playing golf all day with his boys. Of course, that's all he does. Yeah, that's so, it. Yeah, yeah that's. <laughs> He's easy. He's, he's he's very easy to please, just like myself. It's not. It's not. It's not that hard. It's amazing. Yeah. No, on Father's Day, I was like, Dad, what do you want to do? I'm in town. He was like, uh, I don't want to do anything. Right. I just want to watch golf on TV. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm turning into that too. I'm just like, I don't need a lot. Like my mom's like, I can't, What do you want? Do you want anything for anything? I'm like, No, I'm fine. I don't. Need, I wear the same couple of pairs of pants a day. Yeah. You know, same shoes. <laughs> I don't need, she's like, Do you want any new clothes? Do you want? Any? I don't need nothing. No. I, no Even I, when like, I'm just it, happy. <laughs> send me. A, send me a gift card to. Target, so I have to buy toiletries. That would goals, that, you know, yeah. things like that. I, don't, I just don't feel like buying toilet paper. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Can you, if you can go online and just get that shit delivered to you, oh, that's the best true. thing. You can. You can. Amazon yeah. exists. Amazon Prime. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> I got a CVS gift card for my birthday, and it was mm. one of the best gifts yeah. I've I ever like gotten. The adult life. <laughs> exactly. I know. When anyone's like, where do you want to go to dinner? I'm like, where no one else is. Yeah, when well, it's not crowded, I, I can just grub. It'd be. Like get something dirty. I want something just unhealthy. I don't need like some butter cake and like all this richy stuff. Just give me something just filthy that just I love warms that. my soul. That sounds like you're a southern boy, but you're not, guys. My guess this Midwest week is basically. I mean, is and, it and I used to live southern? in the south. I'll tell you. Yeah, okay, I'll tell you all about we'll it. get into that, uh, guys. Our What's Your Jersey podcast finally has an, a professional athlete on it. X, <laughs> X, X. Um, he's an actor. He's a host. He's a writer. I just found out he's a writer, mm-hmm. and we're going to get into that. But he's also an ex-pro football player. He was a ri- wide receiver mm-hmm. for the North Carolina Panthers, and he played for the Oakland Raiders. I did. Guys, I'm very excited to introduce to you Drew Carter. What's up, everyone? <laughs> hope, hope I do well on here. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling you'll be fine. Okay, good. Okay, good. <laughs> um, his white teeth are blinding me right now. Do you have any tips for like keeping um, your teeth really white for my listeners? I have a secret. What's your secret? I have a mom as a dentist. How about that? <laughs> that you're cheating. <laughs> I was cheating. Wow. My mother is a dentist. That's she amazing. Mm-hmm. Good so look. I was that kid that was like three times a day. She'd wake me up in the middle of the night, smell my toothbrush, smell my breath. But now I thank her. But back then I would like do secret stuff like just wet my toothbrush. 
<laughs> and maybe put maybe put toothpaste on my tongue just out of spite for some reason. Oh yeah, you know, you're like, you're like I don't want to brush my teeth. It's I'm tired. But, eight times a day, mom. All right, so yeah, I am a, a constant uh, brusher and flosser, which what? is it feels great now. It's like therapeutic for sure. <laughs> I love that brushing your teeth mm-hmm. is therapeutic for you. What's your mom's name? My mom. My mom's name is Tina Carter. Oh, Tina Dr. Carter. Tina Carter. Yeah. That's like if Beyonce's mom married Jay Z, she would be Tina Carter. Right. My dad. I, my dad's name is Wayne Carter. I call him Lil Weezy because Lil Wayne is his last name's Carter. So I call him Weezy. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All the songs, anything with Carter, with Jay Z, Beyonce, it's just like yes. Like Jay Z's new album came out. There's a photo with his like with Carter on the back of his jacket. That's my brother's new profile picture because it's just it's just perfect it you know? fits yeah, right it's yeah. like they're doing the work for mm-hmm, you guys mm-hmm. <laughs> and now girls just think they're like when they see beyonce say like hey miss carter i'm like they're like they see my name i'm like well I, i'm not jay-z okay I can't, <laughs> I can't do all that but i do have the last name if you like my last name we got something to work with but uh, i don't have to think it, the name doesn't come with the the billions okay <laughs> i mean yet 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 in due time we're gonna find you a bay or a b or a, a bay a bay a bay i like that yeah that's good i'm okay I, with that i'm okay with calling people bay yeah. like i i think that it's everlasting now i don't think i don't have a problem with it yeah it's and, not... and, and, until you talk against bay the bay hive supposedly the bay Ooh. hive will attack you Ooh. so don't ever say anything bad about beyonce because i've nope. seen some twitter rants of people just going off on people we love you beyonce we love you i love you beyonce (laughs) um and her birthday is one day before mine september 5th or september 4th and i'm september 5th are you a libra i'm a virgo you're ooh. both september she's september 4th 1981 i'm september 5th 1981 it's like you guys are brother and sister we just haven't met yet yeah you you haven't we're meant to be yeah not brother and sister that wouldn't be possible (laughs) (laughs) we might be related i don't know you never know you could be twins Possibly separated at birth. Well, Where's my money? This? Yeah, exactly. How about this? You could play her like brother in a movie. Oh, for sure. How about that? Oh, I could do that. I could totally I would, see that. Or that. love interest. Love interest for one sure. One of those. Mm-hmm. You're like. If I have one, there's her, and I have one other that I would love to. Uh, if I ever got a um, made-for-TV movie, or a, I would play Lionel Richie's life story. Ooh, that's good. I got the stash. I look. My my friends used to make fun. They call me. Uh, they call me Young Lionel because it's like I'm. I can have. I got the taco meat chest hair. You know, I I can be a back of the con. I can grow afro. If Lionel Richie ever does a um a, on a movie or an appearance in a movie, I'm casting myself. I think you, you even have, though he's a little bit taller, a little bit shorter. I'm. I'm, I'm gonna say you're very. He's tall. six. He's like five eleven, six feet. I've seen him one time, and I was like, oh, he's a little bit shorter, but it's okay. Camera, the camera, it's camera magic on They're TV. They're not gonna show your height. It's exactly. fine. You'll get a tall girl to play your opposite. Exactly. Exactly. You're cuter than Lionel Richie, though. That's the young Lionel was. He's a handsome guy. He he's was a, handsome, and he's still he's still going at it. He's yeah. A, you know, he's, <laughs> he's not a bad. He's not a bad comparison, but yeah. You know, I. You still got. I still think I got more swag. Than he him, makes good kids too. He makes good kids. Yeah, he makes good, good music. Yeah. You know, he's just he's, <laughs> he's killing it. He's killing it. Can you sing? Do you like to sing? I, that is, you know, some talents you just know you can't do. I can't sing. You stay in your lane. I stay in my lane. I know. I know some of my talents, and I know some of the things I can't do. I know I'm not good at math. I know that I can't oh, sing. So it's I just hated like, math in school. Man, like, it mean, was the worst. I have discussions with my friends all the time about like, why don't they just teach us how to do taxes in school? Oh why my do God. I need to know how to do all this? Just taxes and simple, credit cards. Simple, yeah, like what that is. Pers- you know, interest <laughs> rates. Boom. That's all I got to do. There I, we go. I would use that now. Mm-hmm. Not fractions. Not, not fractions. Not and algebra geometry. Two. And, uh, yeah. No, mm-hmm. it's. I think it's good for our like 
brain it's like exercise for the brain it expands and maybe you're interested in but it, we should also add some other stuff i, I totally agree mm. um i want to get into what you were like in high school but first okay, cool. we have just enough with Jacqueline. oh yeah guys okay. welcome to just enough segment um so july sucks for sports oh it's dead zone <laughs> yeah dead zone for sure um i mean we have some stuff happening so just enough we do this segment so anyone listening could talk just enough about sports for the week gotcha you know just like a Perfect. cliff notes version I like just that. i'm helping out even sometimes i do it for like the guys so we'll do just enough entertainment Ooh. And there's really not much going on there. <laughs> Everybody's on vacation. Everybody. Noticed? Nobody's doing anything. There's no awards. There's no <laughs> parties. Everybody's on vacation Wait, at the beach and traveling. I wanted to ask you. Except for summer festivals. That's, that's true. That's there are a lot of summer festivals. But the ESPYs were last oh, week. Oh, right. I, have you been to the ESPYs? I have been to the ESPYs multiple times. I, I didn't go this year. You did The actual show, I didn't go this year. I but saw I went you at to some, some parties. The, I went to a few parties. <laughs> When they're, when they're like a block away, why not? Why and you, not? you see a lot of old friends too, which is great because lo- luckily with Los Angeles, it's a hub obviously with the SBs and sports and people would like to come here for a vacation or a quick trip. So I see a lot of my old friends and teammates, which is so helpful. Like, so I don't have to travel anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you say old friends, like when I say old friends, it's like people I went to high school with. When you say old friends, it's like professional athletes. Professional in college. In and college. it's crazy because I have a lot of college friends teammates that played professionally so we have that dynamic so i have a, a great core of like college teammates that play like even my draft class alone i went to the ohio state university so my draft class alone was 12 draft draftees and that's very rare usually it's like one or two a year for a college Jesus. so we're like a football factory so we have a lot of guys alumni guys that still play or are in the business or coaching now so a lot of guys and this is their off season like we said so a lot of guys come to los angeles and oh yeah it's perfect i just you know $5 Uber ride, go meet him at, <laughs> go meet him at the Mandarin, go meet him at, uh, where else? Uh, Beverly Hills somewhere, just hang out and Uber back home. I'm like, good to see you. I'm going to, I'm in, yeah, I'm out. Have a drink with him and, and catch up and good luck with your flight back to East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> Are they so jealous of your life out here? They're like, you get to live here? They, sometimes they do, but I, you know, it's weird because a lot of them now we're getting to an age where a lot of them have families and kids and mm-hmm. now I'm getting to the point where I was always just the rebellious, like, nah, I was like, I can't do this family kid stuff. Is your light turning on? Do you know what that means? It's it's like more of a, my, I mean, I have an older brother, I have three kids, now he's got three kids, I got three, uh, two nieces and a nephew on the way. Oh, congrats. And my sisters had twins, so it's like, the family just exploded with kids and it's kind of weird. And I'm, I think I'm turning, I'm turning into like the fun single uncle, but it's weird also where I wouldn't mind possibly, but also I just on the phone, my mom coming over here uh-huh. and she was like, it's okay. You're like George Clooney jr. You're fine. I'm like, you're right. You're, you, you know what mom? I glad you always support me. She's like, yeah. Cause I went to a wedding and she, I told her about the wedding. I went oh. to a wedding this past weekend in Santa Barbara, which was beautiful. But I was talking about how like, it's just a lot. You know, it's great. And it was perfect. It was the couple was perfect, everything. And I was just like, man, I don't know. <laughs> That's a lot, you know. It's overwhelming, it's I feel overwhelming, like, for guys to go to weddings. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. But it, luckily, we didn't, we weren't, I mean, the, we, I knew the bride very well, where she was like, if you have a girlfriend or you have someone that you really like, you're allowed to bring her. But she was like, but other than that, don't just bring random girls. Don't bring a little side so piece most to my of, wedding. So most of the guys were just, single hanging out so it was like uh, it was almost like a bro wedding where like the boys would just hang out which turns into a, a drinking fest and That's cigars mm-hmm. and yeah but it was fun but it's like the gentleman's hour <laughs> but it was a lot of pressure for i could see like the couples i'm like oh you guys are like comparing i'm like i'm just gonna go back to the bar 
yeah. Wait, do you have any tips for like meeting like a guy at a wedding? Like what's the best thing a girl could do to like come up to you at a wedding? Um, dance. Dance. For a girl. Yeah, just a personality. Just dance. Don't be like the shy girl that just like sits at the table. Yeah. If you can dance and the obviously dancing I feel like is the main thing of showing up for someone's personality. Oh, I know, like that. For sure. I'm like dancer. I cut the rug. Oh, you know, yeah. Bit. yeah. I'm, I'm, gonna, s- I w- I'm not going to be the sweaty guy on the floor, but I'm, I'm still going <laughs> to have my tie still tied. I'm looking like clean and cut, you know, but I'm going to be dancing. You're like, this isn't an audition for So You Think You Can Dance? Right, right, right. right. <laughs> there was a couple sweaty guys. I was like, oh, man, you're sweating through your shirt. Oof. For sure. <laughs> we can see your like tank top underneath. Like That's how soggy you are. <laughs> Oh, that's not a good look. Yeah, yeah, but uh, definitely dancing. <laughs> yeah, you kind of have to like pick and choose your songs. Like, you can't just go big right at the beginning. No, no, and you better. And hopefully, they would they would do some sort of like soul train line or something just to get the party started. Mm-hmm. But you know, I don't mind being on the dance floor by myself and then starting the party. I've I was, never been that. I've never been afraid of that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Where did that come from? Were you always just uh, family? Like, like yeah. we always were just a dancing type of kid. Like. It's weird because my parents dance, but then they're like the cool dancers. But all our fa- like siblings and cousins were like, music's on. We're dancing. Where's the drink? Let's go hang out. You know, I think that's so important for guys to not be afraid to dance. Oh, man. There's a lot of wallflowers Ooh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just confidence. Just it is. Confidence. And just yeah. confident. And like, who cares if you look dumb? Right. And most girls obviously like confidence, but and also aren't afraid to embarrass yourself and look dumb. I think girls. I like, don't like think a that- guy that's too good of a dancer. Oh yeah, I'm not. Yeah, like you said, I'm not trying to like. So you think you can dance? Yeah, it's like I'm. I'm doing some dumb dances out there. You have to t- like sprinkle it in. Yeah, yeah. You might stop and let let other people share the dance floor. Don't try to like <laughs> make everybody circle around you. And, you know, no one likes that. This is your moment. You're like, okay, okay. <laughs> this is not the biggest dance floor. First of all, we're at a wedding, so you're hogging the dance floor. <laughs> I used to be a like party dancer. That was my side job. Oh yeah. Yeah, summers. Like a go-go like, dancer. Like a not not like a go. <laughs> oh, wait, not like in a cage. What's a summer dance? No, what's a summer dance? No, but like for weddings and bar mitzvahs and oh, stuff. Oh, I got you. So oh. I was the one that would have oh, to like get yeah, people up. Yeah, yeah. I've, seen, I've been to a wedding like that. that was so right I'm on. like an epic that wedding sounds, date. Sometimes I feel like, oh, <laughs> it's like, I'm like really good. <laughs> but I, I also, I also feel like that I would sometimes think about like other jobs and careers that you would want to do. I would be like, Sometimes think about like a, a cruise line entertain like one of those like dance just like party like enthusiasts that you always just said get the guests to go hang out. And party. I'm like, yeah, you'd be great at oh, that. Oh man, I'd crush that. Guys, every time I see Drew, so we <laughs> met at the parlor, which is like a really great sports bar that like our friend zone in yeah. Hollywood. Every time I see Drew, you look like you're in the middle of like a Bud Light ad, like you're surrounded. <laughs> <laughs> but like just beautiful people I'm just hanging but out but you're smiling and like laughing it's like you it, if i was watching you on tv it could be on mute and i knew you were having a good time like it's so funny like i feel like you're mr personality without sucking all the energy Trying. out of the room i do enjoy a good time and i always feel like happiness is definitely key for anything and then the parlor is like family you know so when you're, home, when you're at a bar it's like a cheers basically and all the friends meet up there and it's just like have a good time. They don't need anything. You don't need a lot. And that's what the thing when you see people or your old friends and they'll be like, Oh, you're just doing it so big in LA. And I'm like, no, no, we're, we're just with my friends and we're at a bar and we're having a good time. Like, yes, the, you see palm trees in the background sometimes and stuff like that, but it's not like we're over at like the four seasons every day or like doing it crazy. You know, no. it's just family and friends and that's what you need. That's what, I mean, pr- playing professionally and being able to see a lot of things at a young age and it doesn't take it like, Money and all that stuff doesn't make you happy. Nope. Like, see, I've seen miserable could, could billionaires, like, just miserable as hell. I'm like, oh, it doesn't take a lot. But. It's it's 
when you live in LA and your family somewhere else, like your mm-hmm. friends become your family. For sure. For sure. So like I love doing like Sunday night dinners and just stuff like I, I love oh, your yeah. group of friends because you guys always meet up mm-hmm. at the parlor and I've I've been there for seven years now. Wow. Yeah. Definitely been going for about five, four or yeah. five years now. For <laughs> sure. Yeah. I love that place. Do you have any other SB stories you could tell us? Uh, party wise? Just like, like your favorite like memory or like something that's happened um, from being at the award shows. You know, I, I don't know. I guess seeing, who did I see one year? You know, it's always cool to see certain actresses that you just see on TV or like uh, singers that you're like, holy shit, that's so-and-so. But I can't think of, but it's so, but it's crazy because going to those events so many, it's just like, everything's like a blur now. Like it's, it's so many events that you've done and I'm seeing things, but nothing crazy has ever happened. It's always been cool to see things and be in a different venues and seeing like everybody dressed up and seeing certain celebrities, but same as the parlor. I'm usually just with my boys. <laughs> We're drinking and dancing on the dance floor. It's true. So it's not really like, but yeah. I love the SPs because I find them really inspiring. Oh, for sure. Than especially any other like certain, award show. Oh, for, especially when they have like certain moments where like cancer survivors or like the young kids and oh. stuff. Oh, that's just, I mean, tearjerker for real. Like, I mean. <laughs> but they do, their stories are, I mean, their, their stories are great for those type of things. You know, they really promote that and they, as they should. And, uh, I think every thing. like young kid in you know middle school grade school should be watching the ESPYs. For sure, I think that's such an important award For show. Sure. Watch the ESPYs. Good Watch job, ESPYs. Good job, ESPYs. You guys killed it. Yeah, because you don't really see that in other like award shows. No, you don't really, they just talk about the people that are there. And, yeah, like, I mean they're inspirational. They're, yeah, the they, speeches are right. And you they might have a certain moment, but I feel like ESPYs or ESPYs make sure like big ups to them for that for their that part of the the show like they make sure that's like a main focal point it's not just like all right we'll just do this thing because we're gonna act like we're doing something good for the cause but but the no yeah and the some of the stuff doesn't work like did you watch them this year which one the sbs i watched yeah oh yeah uh, the whole like bill murray cubs oh yeah with yeah, the yeah. like cleaning I, that it, it yeah. just got awkward and i don't <laughs> understand like i i get i love i mean i love Peyton Manning as a quarterback, but sometimes I'm like, really? Certain, I mean, as a receiver, wide receiver, yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, no, yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, but I mean, like sometimes I'm just like, like is the, is it just the rule for like hosts to come out right away and just start just ragging on everybody? I'm like, you don't talk. I we can talk about you all day too, but I, it's like it's like no dang. one else can clap back when you're up right. There. And like this is and you didn't even write it. This stuff is scripted. No. Like somebody wrote this There's stuff for you. There's a ton of comedians. Yeah. In so a I'm like, room. okay, now you're gonna like, okay. I get it. Relax. He just, got better as the night went he did, on. He did. He did. He warmed up. Yeah. I did like the Super Bowl sketch. Oh yeah, that was funny. That was funny. The retirement. Thing. Yeah, yeah. The retirement. Yeah. That good job. He's funny. Pete. I mean, he's funny on SNL when he was when he when he was the the host on SNL. Funny guy. Yeah. But some of the stuff I'm like, all right. <laughs> Take it down a peg or two. Okay. This is cringeworthy. <laughs> all right. Next thing on. Oh, <laughs> you know who has had a lot of opinions recently? Who? Um, Michael Vick. Oh, surprisingly, yeah. I just saw that. About Colin Kaepernick's hair. Yeah. Cutting his hair. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And to quote Michael Vick, perception and image is everything. Yeah. I is saw it that. really Michael? Yeah. That was, <laughs> I was just like, ooh. I mean, he made a, he put out a statement today trying to, I mean, it's always like somebody saying something and then like not owning it and then like trying to clarify it. And then, I mean, it sounds like everything in politics right now too. But, um, yeah. but Michael, yeah. Colin, I think is just, I mean, it's a, it's a, obviously a dicey situation with just a sensitive situation with all the stuff that's going on. But, 
hair should have nothing to do with anything. Like it should not. You're talking about image and like in the like afros have been around forever. Like it does not matter. You're just like, oh, if I cut my hair now, I'm gonna make a team. Like it's it's not that. And, you know, they. I mean, it's it's way deeper and way more things that to have to be spoken about than just his hair and like. I don't know. And Michael shouldn't, I don't know. He should, just should just like. <laughs> he should just sit back. <laughs> just be happy. You're good. Just be good. Like you're good. I, I, you know, I respect, I respect him as, I respect him everything. I remember growing up watching him and it's just, and I played against him. It's just like, you've been through a lot, man. And I get it. Sometimes people want to be voices, but sometimes you should just, sometimes it's better. Be things. humble. Yeah. Sit down. Basically. <laughs> Kendrick said it best. <laughs> Um, another thing um, that's in the news right now, Ezekiel Elliott is oh, in man. trouble for a bar fight. You know, he's that's my I was just going to say, look, it says in my notes, Ohio State alum. Yeah, it's tough. We, I've, I'm in a group chat with a lot of alums, and it's just like, yo, we need to like have an intervention with him. Like, Okay, you know, so you guys feel like it's like tone it down a notch. Bro. Tone it down a little bit. Like It's just the thing that like a lot of fame. So, I mean, coming from Ohio State, you, you, get a, you get a lot of fame, but the Dallas Cowboys are just international, you know, and you're the main runner. You almost – you broke the record of rushing. You did crazy stuff last year on your first year. So all of a sudden you're just in this huge line. You're in like the ESPN body magazine now. You're doing – you have endorsements. You're doing, you think you're just like nobody could tell you anything. I mean, same – he needs to go talk to Michael Vick. You can be humbled really quick, basically. <laughs> you could be humbled. Michael Vick had more than him, and you could see what happens. So it's kind of like one of those things where, I mean – it's just dumb. It's it's nothing where you're like, okay, this is like serious. Yeah. But it could progress to it. But it's more like <laughs> you just no. So you just need to like sit down and be humble again. <laughs> Yo, just, God, just go back to work. Like, like yeah. Well, the camp training camp. I'm about to say training camp better start in in about a week. I think, I think the twenty it, the twenty fourth basically. Is there a training camp in out Oxnard. here? Yeah, in it Oxnard. Is. I was actually saw the sign when I was driving to Santa Barbara. Really? Yeah, for training camp. Yeah, it starts. Are you gonna go? Uh, I'm not a really big Cowboys fan, Me so <laughs> they can the go handle that over there. Yeah, it's not my <laughs> not my realm of teams that I would want to go check out. But I mean, it is close. But I haven't uh I haven't seen a training camp in eight years. So yeah, it'd be kind of cool to see also, but different life. I when I was little, we used to go to the New York Giants uh, training camp, Ooh. which was really fun. Where, I'm a Giants where fan. was where was the Giants training camp? I feel like it was, we lived like central Jersey and I always felt like it was like an hour away from gotcha. our place. So somewhere yeah. in that area. Yeah. Ours, um, in Carolina, we, the Panthers were, it was in Charlotte, but okay. then our training camp was in Spartanburg, South Carolina, which is like almost like, I guess I felt like it was a little bit over an hour drive if, if I can remember. But I mean, that's the deep South. So think about that late, like early August, late July, the temperatures, <laughs> those, t- those practices, I, I mean, are ingrained in my brain like everything's sticky oh everything's sticky <laughs> everything's like it's just i mean it was fun not looking back on it you're like man we had some fun times but it was also like man and then i got then i changed teams to oakland in our training camps in napa valley and i'm like oh get the fuck out of here <laughs> i'm like it's just nice breeze going through wine vineyards and i'm like you guys they're like i remember the coach saying and our coach at the time was lane kiffin he got fired within like five days five Ooh. weeks but he was like, "All right, it's gonna be a hot one today. You know, make sure we uh, make sure you want, um, you know, hydrate." I'm like, "What's the temperature?" They're like, "It's gonna be like, like upper 70s, like high 80s." I'm like, "What? <laughs> what? The, what? Like, no humidity? No? I'm like, no? You guys don't even know what type of what temperature we're, we have to deal with, like humidity-wise, too, in the south." 
It's a whole different ball game. That's got to train you though for like working in different climates. It's yeah, but then you have these you like bonehead coaches that think that like you still should be running just as much. And I'm like, you know how tired we like fatiguing. And so like you have certain coaches that can take care of players and certain coaches that just think that like hard work is hard work. But I had a coach that finally got it. He was like, you know, it's like it's like horses. You know, he's like, I'm my, I want my horses strong and ready. I want you to be like dehydrated and like cramping up every. We're already tired. Like we're gonna work hard at certain times. But we're also gonna take care of your body. Some coaches will just be like, we're gonna work. This is how we do it. This is how men are made. You're like, this is not 1960s where they wouldn't even give you water. I remember my dad telling me stories about like football practices back in the day. How like coaches thought it was weak to give you water and stuff back then. You're just like, no, kind of not how the human the, the, body works. Exactly. So like, it's called science. <laughs> but yes. certain things like that is just crazy. But the temperature wise is is unreal. That's funny. You brought up horses. So. I have become obsessed with the series, The Defiant Ones. Mm. Have you watched it? No, I watched it on HBO, right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, Jimmy Iovine? Yeah. Is that how you say mm-hmm. it? His biggest thing, um, there's a reason why racehorses have blinders on. You look left or right and you're going to miss a step. For and sure. He, like, there's a whole part about, like, staying in your own lane and not looking at anything else. A thousand percent. And I thought of you because I was watching, I've been watching the series kind of, like, all week. Mm-hmm. And... If for you meatballs, I call my listeners meatballs. Uh, what's <laughs> um, up, meatballs? What's up, meatballs? Um, for you meatballs who haven't seen the series, it's a four-part series on HBO mm-hmm. about basically just like the rise of Dr. Dre right. and Jibby's um, partnership and like how they basically have just conquered for sure. the whole music industry and I Beats by really Dre. I it's, watched it. Oh, Drew. You need to watch it. It's so good. I have mm. certain things. It just... Everything they were saying, like, I think achieving greatness in this industry, it translates into athleticism and, like, oh. what you do. Even though, like, they were music industry, it's still... It's to say, everything I do, I, I've i talked numerous times to people about the, the parallels from sports to what I'm doing now. It's mind-boggling. Yeah. And some of the stuff you just didn't even know you were doing until you're, like, the, it's, like, seriously, like, the perseverance... And the work ethic and the routine and the certain things like that. Because you can get lost out here. You, you see it. These people can come out here and be like, I'm going to be famous and I'm going to do this. But then you just like, I'm just going to go to parties or I'm going to just, you know, you can get lost easily. And so the discipline that I've learned from just sports from, you know, when I was in high school, even high school was, I, I didn't think about it back then. But in high school, you know, you have friends that are partying and like. All I cared about was sports and school. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't even care. I mean, I cared about school, but it was like, I got, my parents were like, you gotta go to school. But it was just like sports. And anything, anybody I hung out with were like my teammates, and we were just playing video games at the house. Like, I wasn't like out partying, drinking. And, I, and it was like kind of like the same thing. I still enjoy, I'm still having, you know, I still enjoy myself, but it's yeah. certain things where I'm like, I get my shit done. You know, mm-hmm. I'm getting this done. And the correlation of just, especially the rejection and the certain things where you have to, fight and like like say in the middle of a game like you drop a pass you make a mistake or you can't be what are you gonna do you know salt can be like ah this is my life's over it's like the next play we gotta play we gotta we gotta <laughs> this is a game like it's like you go to audition you go to certain things and they're like no or they're like no this that was not good or they don't like it and you're like ah, i hate this i can't do this anymore i'm like all right cool on to the next one i've literally had coaches i told people all the time i've literally had coaches motherfuck me from the field to the locker room like in my ear motherfucker you ever so if i go into audition room and somebody says no like okay thank you (laughs) nice to meet you hopefully i'll see you again cool this is way easier (laughs) this is you know the mental like the mental fatigue with the physical fatigue is just crazy because now 
you know, my body, you're not, I'm not going out exercising crazy anymore, mm-hmm. but the mental fatigue is still the same. Yeah. And just like the, the hope and the factor of just keeping your positive mind and, you know, it's just, it's just a lot of things that correlate and it's definitely helped me along the way throughout this whole process. It's funny you say that because doing stand up, I feel like has helped tremendously when it comes to auditioning mm, for sure and like being in the room because yeah. you're like, wait, like when someone hands me sides or like a script to read, I'm like, you wrote this? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, it's not my thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not yeah, my writing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm like, yes. This For is sure. So, like, it's honestly made auditioning fun just because, you know, sometimes you're on stage and there's either no laughs or like it's a tough room or like yeah. whatever. Yeah, like, cool. It's right. not the same as being on a field. But it is. <laughs> but it is. But, it, but, you, but it's the way you, it's the way, how you uh, respond to it. Yeah. You know, and there's a lot of people that you realize and that also show like, a lot of like you show your own self reflection and, and knowing who you really are and how you can handle certain situations and how resilient you are mm-hmm. and you kind of you kind of make yourself feel i mean i'm not make yourself feel but knowing who you are and seeing how resilient you are you're like oh i did that you know i bounced back i i'm tougher than i think because you, sometimes you feel like oh everybody's against me i'm never gonna make it that everybody has those those oh, thoughts yeah everybody has those human. thoughts and if you say you're not don't have the thoughts you're lying to yourself and you're going to have a breakdown right? at one point. So, but it's just those resiliency and those bounce backs that I feel like have helped me through my, through my sports career, have helped me through this career. And I think it's going to, I mean, throughout my whole life, I think it's going to help. They kept talking in the series about being relentlessly and unapologetically determined. For sure. And that um, if you mess up or like, they, it, Dr. Dre is like a perfectionist. Right. <laughs> Not that this is like mind blowing that he is, but like they just kept saying that in the studio with him, he just would always be like, quit fucking around, do it again, do it again, do it again. Yeah. And he would just make everyone do it 10 times over. And it honestly made me like think about like how I'm like conducting my life sometimes because it is so easy, especially here to get caught up in like, oh, like, you know, like I have to go have lunch with this person. I have to go get my nails done. Mm -hmm. Oh, maybe Mm -hmm. I should go get like a spray tan. Like, you know, like there's just so many other like distractions or like, you know, like there's a pool party. You know, there's pretty people out here. I mean, (laughs) I mean, it's truthful. College. I I don't know if you know this. I've had four ACL reconstructions on my knees and I've torn my ACL twice in college. And so, uh, when I got to, uh, so my senior year, I tore it like the, third to last game of the season and usually you tear your knee your season senior year you're like okay hopefully maybe i can have a tryout with a team so i rehab i fucking bust my i never forget being in that rehab room rehab is the most loneliest time you ever think about you're just in this room by yourself your leg is so like tiny from surgery it's you know atrophy is set in mm-hmm. you're sitting there and you're like pff, contemplating everything you're like fuck it i'm just gonna fucking do this so you bust my so i literally got drafted to carolina First day of minicamp, I retore that knee. Oh my god! First day I got on the field, I popped it again, and I was like, "What did people, you do?" And, and, I was, and and this is when you're like, we're talking about I, Jimmy Ivy and the Defiant Ones. We were like, term like I was like, f- I read these random blogs, and I was reading, and I'm after surgery again, same shit. I'm going through it. My dad drove down from Ohio, and I, and I read this, and they're like, "Oh, he's done. He's never gonna come back." And I was like, "Fuck that! Fuck all them, all them, all the naysayers." And it was just this crazy, like deep down, like burn in my heart and my my gut and i was just like oh and then so i rehab played six years later you know what i'm saying then i then i tore my other knee <laughs> but the story of the moral of the story is i I'm, i swear because it's like you, distractions we're saying distractions i have so many friends that have i mean football inevitably some you're gonna get hurt somehow some way like it doesn't matter it could be knee it could be 
arm, shoulder, neck, back. Luckily, God bless, I didn't mess up my brain or nothing like that. But guys will quit because, I mean, and, and there's nothing against it. I'm not, not nothing like bad against it if they want to do something else. But they'll, you know, they'll blame. But then they, I don't, I just don't like when people start blaming other things, like outside factors. And they're like, coaches, the coach fucked me over. Or like, I didn't really want to, you know, they didn't really do the play me the certain way or like, they put a person in front of me. They put they put so many people in front of me after my knee surgery because you're like this guy is not gonna play. I'm like they had to. They had to have a team. <laughs> thank you. I'm sitting. You got a fucking fight. You got a fucking claw. You got a scratch. I'm in. I'm in. I'm telling you. I was rehabbing like twice a day by myself, doing the craziest things of like just trying to get back. And the only thing I had in my mind was. I mean, it was also for for myself, but also in my mind was just like proving people wrong. I was just like. Is that what drove you a lot? Well, I still enjoyed playing. I was I wanted to play, you yeah. know. But it also was like I hate when people tell me I can't do it. It's like the biggest thing. Okay. You know, that's like my biggest like. I'll start. <laughs> you already see me getting mad. I'm like, oh, don't tell me. No, you can't. Don't tell me I can't do that. So why not? Like, if everybody can do that, like, why can't I do this? So For is what? that like if a girl like really liked you, she would just tell you you can't have this. And <laughs> <laughs> that's all another I'd be, I'd be like i'd probably be like i don't want this okay because you're like you're too much you, work it's like a headache i also don't like headaches yeah. i am i live a stress-free life and i'm happy <laughs> <laughs> so if i have to really fight for like you're trying to like dangle and tease me no, no. you gotta find somebody else for that it's not it's, I, it's so funny because i feel like there's so many dating books and stuff out there that like tell you you have to like make a guy chase you and like oh whatever i mean this is fine there's a balance for yeah, sure because you, you also don't want to be like just available and like putting it out like come on desperation is the worst perfume I'll i tell you that bleh. you smell that desperation when a girl's desperate and like oh again what i just want to i'm like oh i love that line I want to write that down. Desperation is the worst perfume. It is. You smell it from a mile away. It could be off of text messages. It could be in person. You just be like, dude, you're texting me way too much. <laughs> we haven't, like, it's been the second day. Like, it's just too much. You're already calling me babe. No. Or like, yeah, certain things like that. You're like, okay, this is, you got to read the signs. And I try to tell some of my friends to read the signs. Like, they've gotten married and been divorced and got married again. And I'm like, you, I could have told you this from the beginning, but you like this, you like drama, I guess, because you like to argue because you've been arguing since like the second week and that should be like honeymoon phase. Still. Yeah. There should not be any trouble for a while. And you're already arguing with this girl, but then you're like, but we have good sex. You're like, Oh, then fuck, okay, great. <laughs> go have fun with that. <laughs> go fight and do makeup sex all day long. I'm going to go sit here and like, you're going to have a heart attack and, in and five do, years. Do some yoga and, and be, <laughs> be in Zen and be happy. You know what I'm saying? That's so true though. It's sad to say. And I don't think until you like find someone that like you're, either meant to be with or like in love with or maybe it's just it comes it with be, age it should be like it should be easy, easy especially early like i know there's going to be riffs and stuff like that but there's no way you've been dating somebody for what a month or two and you guys are already button heads on the on the simplest things so just imagine it starts getting complicated with like finances and like children and like mortgages and right? you know this, this arguing about food <laughs> like you're i think eventually you're supposed to be like best friends like do you fight For with sure. your best friend this much <laughs> man like you, it, don't you, do I it i might fight with my best friend once every like three years yeah <laughs> off of something stupid too and then you just make up the next day exactly. which how you should be and i'm like These are f oh yeah so no i find there are a lot of people out here that do love drama guys and girls oh guys like drama just as much as girls just as much yeah but girls try to act like they're they're just no drama i'm like okay 
you're, you guys don't act like you're just not doing any, and it's all the guy's fault. You guys have some drama too. Yeah. I think honestly, if you keep yourself busy and you're focused on a goal and like you're living, this is so cheesy. You're living your best life. You're living your best um, life. But like, you know, just no, surrounding right. yourself with friends and just kind of doing you. I think the right person will come in when you're ready. Right. I agree. I'm saying, I'm not forcing it. I'm not worried. About, I'm 35 years old and I'm not worried about it. like people are like, oh, you're going to be old, old dad. I'm like, my dad had me at 38 and I had a great childhood. So it's not like, it's fine. You know, and I just feel like, there's all these unwritten rules that people put on you, like certain things are supposed to happen at a certain time. I'm like, no. It's Dude, different it, now. It's different now, and it should be, like, I'm so happy it's different now. But they, I mean, I get it. Some people are traditional, more traditional values and stuff like that. But I'm like, I do not need this, like, you know, white picket fence wedding and da 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 da. I'm like, my mom, they got married at a courthouse and they've been married for 40 years. So it's like, yo. They like, just want to be together. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And that's what the like root of it all should be. It should be that for no, sure. No, it's funny. And I think things have changed so much with social media and plastic surgery and oh, <laughs> contouring. Social and media <laughs> and dating apps. Okay, we're yeah. getting into the dating <laughs> apps. So, for Drew, sure. are you on dating apps? I right am now? on dating. I'm on Bumble right now. It's, it's a how are you? swiping left, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of picky, but I also like, as you should be. I kind of, I tell people too, it's like, sometimes they're like, oh, well, there's like so many girls. You're, they're probably like trying to talk to you. And I'm like, girls should know they're not fighting for, against other girls for my affection. Mm-hmm. They're fighting for my, they're fighting against my solitude. My solitude is my favorite thing. Really? I love being by myself. I love, I live by myself. So if somebody can get me out of being by my, and I can hang out with them and like, I'm okay with having like being with them mm-hmm. instead of being by myself. I feel like that's what it should be. I'm, I have no, I'm not like I'm juggling 10 girls and like, Oh, she's talking. I'm like, I've, I haven't had any girl drama since like in college, maybe something like that. I'm, I've been so far from that now where it's like, okay, if I'm, if I like you, I'm going to be with you. I'm not going to talk to you and then sneak behind. It's a lot of effort to sneak behind and like talk to like five other girls without another girl knowing. I have a lot you of know? guy friends that are like, or just stay single. Lazy. Like I'm stay single. Like yeah. why are you like, trying to be all in one? Well, she's been down for me since day one and I trust her to have my kids. I'm like, so you're going to be with her cause she earned her stripes. That's the fucking worst thing I could ever hear in my life. <laughs> That's like an employee. Thank getting you. A promotion. Right. Because she's been with me for this long. And but, but when you're with me, you are like an animal out of a cage. You come and you come and visit me in LA, and you just want, just want to see girls everywhere. I'm like, dog, this is not what I want. So I sit back, and I love. I'm not a. As much as you see me at the parlor talking, hanging out, I'm. Yeah, waiting. but I never see I'm, you no, being no, creepy or no, no, like, like that. But I'm yeah. just saying, I'm more of an observer in my life. I'm like growing up, my brother is like the gift of gab. My mom's the gift of gab, and I, me and my father are a little bit more. Just like we're just watchers and we're just hanging out. So I see this happening, and you see these type of things, and I realize like. That's not, that's not what I want to do, you know. So my solitude is my favorite thing. I love watching TV by myself. Like, people are like, don't you get lonely? No, I, I've cracked myself up all the time. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you, what are your favorite shows? What are you binge oh, watching? I, well, I mean, Game of Thrones just started, so yeah. I watch that. But, I mean, I usually – Were you happy about Ed Sheeran or no? What's that? Happy about Ed Sheeran being on it? Don't uh, give a shit. I'm not – I don't care. Didn't uh, ruin yeah, the night for it, me. It didn't, yeah, it didn't ruin me. <laughs> people are just – those are like the true enthusiasts that just <laughs> – Purists. I'm just like I'm just watching this show, man. Relax. It's a show. Yeah, but I'm a big um, watch a lot of animated um, shows. But do you like like, like Adult Swim? All day long. Really? I mean, I'm watching. I'm watching Rick and Morty, which is coming out July 30th. I'm watching Bob's Burgers. I'm watching Squid Billies. I'm watching what is some other shows? Uh, uh, China, Illinois. I'm watching all these random shows that like late night. Like those are usually my shows. Like late night. I watch. I mean, there's a ton of just. What else do I watch there? Um, 
So what's the other squid? Is another, oh, I watch um, uh, Robot Chicken, like stuff like that. Like girls, it's just, if you're on Bumble, just put animated <laughs> Adult Swim. That's on my. That's on my Bumble. <laughs> that's on your. <laughs> Bob's <laughs> Burgers and Rick and Morty Adult Swim. If you guys watch it, I feel like my personality. That's the people that I get along with, female wise, especially, but guys and guys too. Um, is when they're into certain things. When, but if they're like when they right when they they say they see a show or something like this is stupid. I'm like, oh, we're not gonna get along. <laughs> they're like, this is so corny and stupid. I'm like, just take it for like it's, it should not be like it should be like it just takes your mind off of things. Right, but it also relaxing. has like random like it also has like it's very some of the stuff is like very well written where you think about things you're like it's it's done in a way where you're like oh. They're making fun of something else, but it's done like you know oh, yeah. certain names, different characters, certain situations. But it it puts things in perspective where you're like, oh man, like even like racism, everything. You're just like, this is pretty funny. They can you know? get away with a lot they, more. Oh, that's the best part. <laughs> that's, they, so entertaining. that's the best part. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> what um are some deal breakers on a girl's dating profile? Um, photo wise or, or, Ooh, or like yeah, word photo wise, like what what don't you like or what I mean, is a deal left breaker, swipe? I mean. Don't just have just like neck up photos, number one, because yeah. I know you're probably just like, I don't care. Like, I like curvy women, so just show it. Like, don't be, I don't I, I get it. There's insecurities, whatever, but I don't want, I'm not going to, I'm not going to swipe probably because I can't see anything else except like shoulder up. So you're like, okay. Um, what else? You know, just especially the, they don't have, open mind like if you read some of their profiles or or they're just so mean right away they're like I'm like damn they're like if you're not talking about anything swipe right i'm like jesus so, just give me just say hello or or my biggest oh yeah now i think about it my is like just say hello oh yeah what's a good don't opener put, don't put don't give me these crazy pick like, these crazy lines like they girls make fun of guys is like pickup lines uh -huh. girls pickup lines or one girl was like you are like a tree of energy that's like glowing to someone i was like listen just say hi hi how's your day i'm a simple i'm, I'm simple a i'm a i'm a midwestern just normal boy <laughs> just say hi how was your day or like where are you from send me a gif a little funny gif love a good gift yeah i love a good gift that's how you bond with yeah, people good gifts. i mean i have conversations with gifts with my, some of my friends oh, we don't, there's, there's no texting going on <laughs> The comedian Jesse Mae Peluso, mm -hmm. um, I had booked her on a show and she was either running late or something and sent me a Kimoji and then we both like bonded on Kimojis and had an hour long conversation, For just sure. one Kimoji For after sure. another. And I was like, I get you. Mm -hmm. I really it's true. It's true. It. It's true. I'm telling you, send me a good gift. That's it. Don't uh, give, don't try to like, You will, don't give me the merry fuck kill. Don't give me the, <laughs> don't give me all that stuff. Like it's just. Just be simple. You're just it. a good mid. -boy. The Carters did well with you. Carter, Carter parents. Shout out to the Carter parents. Yes, I yeah. hope you send this to them. I will. You guys did a great job. So you grew up in Cleveland, Ohio. Mm -hmm. Born and raised. Born and raised. Mm -hmm. What were you like as a kid? I was the like I said earlier. I was more of the. My compared to my brother, I was more of the quiet guy. Kid. Okay. And I was just, but I was just, it was sports. My my father started. Um, he uh, retired as a superintendent of, of school system, but he started his first job. He was a gym teacher. So, like, when when I say we can play, every, me and my brother, we could play everything. Like, we had every sports equipment in the garage. You challenge us, the Carter brothers, oh, we were like, we're known in our neighborhood. Challenge us to anything. I mean, it could be badminton to 
roller hockey to anything. We had all those stuff in our garage, so we would play everything. That's so, so cool. So that that was like my my childhood was going to summer camps, sports camps. Yep. Going to um, turn baseball tournaments. Like I, like my mom's driving us. Like you know, all my all my childhood friends were all my teams. You know, we weren't hanging out with anybody else except as you see them in school. We were hanging out with the school. Like it was oh, just yeah. you know. Sp- sports teams that that was my childhood but i was the quieter kid for sure uh, my brother always makes fun of me it's like man he's like it's so funny how like you're always a quiet kid and then like it was weird watching your personality come out because he's older so then he started he's only like three years older but just seeing the the growth of the development and then me like becoming my own person type of thing mm-hmm. you know but i obviously so much influence from him because everything he did i wanted to do you know, so it was just kind of interesting, but so there wasn't like a big competition. It was like no, you guys were I mean, own. oh, for sure, it was a competition. Yeah. Oh, we were challenged. Like a healthy competition. Well, well, no. He he might say <laughs> he, he was dominant. He, I mean, he was all, like three years is weird when you're in that puberty phase, you know, because yeah. he's bigger already. So I'm trying, I'm fighting, scrapping, just trying to prove to hang out with the, the older guys. They're playing backyard football. I want to play, but I got to hold my own, you know, type of thing. So I'm always just fighting, scrapping, and then and then there's this thing called. Uh, <laughs> maturity, and I got taller than him, and I got stronger than him. Ooh, <laughs> it's always the young. I feel like the younger sibling always becomes taller than bigger. I don't know what it is. My uh, brother's so, younger. I feel like taller? I'm talking to my brother right now. My brother is younger than me. He was a professional athlete. Okay, he's a coach now. Okay, and we grew up like going to travel soccer, For and travel sure. baseball, and yeah. it was the same thing. It was like sports life. Yeah, he left home at 13 to go play for the Olympic team. Got you, but. It was I, always competitive. It was always, but it was weird because like he's so was, much more mature than I am, for sure. and I'm the older one. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Well, that's same too. Yeah, and I, he was always quieter, and I'm I, like, <laughs> I can see that too because people would say like, "You're the younger brother," but you're like, because he was just like the guy, like no cares, and I'm just like, I'm yeah. trying to control him. Yeah, you know. But it was weird so too because, but that's why I respect him because we'd be out with all the friends, older friends, and just like maybe playing against city kids that we didn't know about, and I want to play. And something happens to me, he's protecting the shit out of me. Oh, yeah. But if I'm in house, he's beating the shit out of me. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like if it's me and him, rivalry in house, oh, we're going at it. Like it doesn't, there's no, but if I'm outside, he's making sure I'm okay. That's exactly how we are. Yeah. Like I slammed his fingers in car doors. Oh, for I sure. used to make fun of him oh, all the time. I wore his shirt one day to school and <laughs> and I would, and he was a senior when I was a sophomore in high school. And I never saw him in school. I would never see him. He'd be on like this other side of the school. Uh-huh. Like I was like, oh, cool. So he would leave early for school, and I would hang. I would catch the bus because he'd drive with his boys, and so I catch the bus with my friends. And so I went to his room and I got one of his shirts. I was like, oh, I'm wearing this shirt because I don't ever see him. I won't see him after school. I already changed for practice. He won't see me. <laughs> Fucking the day I wear this shirt, he literally he was walking down the hallway. It was like slow motion. He just pointed to me like, "You're dead." <laughs> <laughs> Right when we got home, busted my lip wide open. I had a, I had a, I had a busted lip, and my, of course, when my, I, I over exaggerated. So right when my dad came home, I was crying. I told him, but then like I still got in trouble too. He's like, "Don't wear your brother's shirt either." I was like, "Damn it!" <laughs> but no, it was like the most slow motion walk by in the hallway. Like you're you dead. dead. I was like, I wish you guys could see this face right now. It's oh so man, it's just, I know but that yeah, face. But no, but he always said he's got my back. But for he's, sure. that's the thing. Like I am more protective over my brother than anyone else yeah. in the universe. He's the one that goes on like anything, any type of sport. When I was playing, this would be this. Luckily, this was before like major social media. Uh, I, I stopped playing in 2009, mm-hmm. so it was like blogs still were going on and like. Uh, newspaper blogs and stuff. it wasn't really like Twitter wasn't around yet just start Twitter just started Facebook was 
Facebook, but it was still a fun Facebook. It was where you fun. Just, you put your own photos and like see your friends, not political and craziness. Oh, God. And Instagram wasn't around. But um, he would go on the news, like sports games, like say we had a bad game and maybe I dropped a pass or something. He, like people were talking shit on the blog. He's the guy on the blog talking shit back. Like, fuck him. Like, I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was always, he's the one guy that always has my back. When's your brother's birthday? Uh, February 12th. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's an Aquarius. Aquarius. Yeah. I get along. I love, I, it's weird. I have a lot of Aquarius friends in LA. That's and it's funny. trippy. Yeah. I'm a Gemini. We're good with Aquarius's too. Oh, yeah. I have uh, a best friend who's Aquarius. They're good people. They are good people. They're chill. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Okay. So you were playing sports. How did football become like your main sport? Ooh. Yeah. Like how did that win out? That was just a totally. The, okay. So <laughs> like I said, I played everything growing up, but I wasn't the football player in the house. My brother was a football player. Yeah. So like middle school, high school, he was a football guy. I ran track. I played basketball. That was my main, you know, you start kind of finally have to make choices, like get them high school. You kind of can have to choose. So uh, he he uh, he went to college on a scholarship to University of Minnesota for a football scholarship. It's in the Big Ten. Um, he's a wide receiver as well. And so uh, everybody was always, you know, he was like big man on campus. He was like the athlete of the school, you know. And I was only at that time, even though I was a sophomore, I should have been a freshman. I was young for my grade. So I was just a young kid, but like, I just didn't play. I was still I still loved basketball so much. I was going to basketball camps. I was going to like – Are you 6'6"? Six, six? How tall I'm are six you? Five. I'm 6'5". I'm 6'5 now. Um so that makes sense. Yeah, and I loved it. I mean, I, I really he I I also my first passion was soccer. I loved it. That's loved, so funny. That's my brother. I fucking that's loved, what he played. I was obsessed what with was it. Your I don't position? know why. I was I was a sweeper. I was I, I was the defender. I used to def, I would run people down. I love running people down cuz track was my main background. Like it's just speed and I would just run people down. Jesus I just loved Christ. it. So, long story long story long, but um he left and so sophomore junior year um, I was still playing basketball and running track. And then um, my coach was still the football coach. He was like my health teacher. And he was like, man, just just come out for it. You know, you just come out. And I was like, ah, I'll think about it. And I was like, well, all right, I'm going to do it. And so I went out, tried out. Or I tried, went to came for like a summer camp, whatever. It was like seven on seven, no, just helmets, no shorter pads. And I was just, let me just know how I do and whatever. And I, and like, it was still, it was like Chinese to me, some of the stuff. Cause it was like just reading it wise, like, all the plays and stuff you just never it's you, like you know you know what i'm saying exactly <laughs> and so you just never you've never looked at this stuff you've seen it on like playstation but you never really like try to study it so i'm like i don't know what i'm doing and so i mean you start learning it season comes around first game of the season i have I'm, i i make the team but I, I i get i'm starting and so i'm like okay they like me enough, at least I'm starting on the team. And my quarterback was a, is a baseball player. He actually went the right state as a baseball, as a pitcher. So he had a really good arm. But first game of the season, didn't have one catch. Not one. And I was sitting there like, I don't even know. Like in my mind, I'm like, I don't know if I'm, I'm just going to be out there just blocking. And like, I, I'm out here. Like, I get it. I'm with my boys. And I'm still with, like, have my friends that I've known since childhood. We're always playing football. So I go to the games, but I like just going to the games, Friday night lights and flirt with the girls in the cheer and the, play, and the bleachers. <laughs> Having fun. No you know, the, the game's on. I'm like, oh, good. I'm going to be in the bleachers looking at talking it's to the like part of the high rival school. high school's girls. Like we're just going to hang out. Um, so then second game, I had like nine catches and like three touchdowns. That next week, five schools call, called me, offered me a scholarship to play football. Are you serious? Yeah. Kent State, like Bowling Green, Ohio University, all these random schools. And I remember picking up the phone, and I'm, like, eating dinner with my parents. And the coach calls me, and he's like, hey, this is so-and-so from Kent State. And he's like, we're going to offer you a scholarship. And I'm like, <laughs> excuse me. I'm like, 
excuse me um tina dad yeah tina, wait i'm like my dad's like are you serious i'm like yeah i'm like i don't even i was like i don't even know if i want to play football and i was like he was like oh man so then each game i just started just going crazy like each game i was having touchdowns and basically i mean i'm six four guy i'm fa- i'm fast my quarterback's a baseball player you just throw that shit up and i'll get it like i'm running past everybody yeah so halfway through the season almost to the end of the season I started getting just piles of letters in my homeroom class. Like my boys would be like, what the fuck? And I was like, I don't know. Piles of just schools, <laughs> just everywhere. Like it went from zero to hundred. When I say zero to hundred, so it was just crazy. like bonkers zero to hundred. And so, um, near the end of the season, the, um, there was another coach from Michigan state came and, um, wanted to offer me a scholarship. So all of a sudden you used to get these bigger schools offering you scholarships. So even though like no disrespect to like Kent state and Bowling Green and all these Ohio, small Ohio schools, then you get into these bigger epsilon schools mm-hmm. where like this is like prime time like holy shit and um and the only reason why backtrack for a second the only reason why coaches found me were because they were going to see somebody else at that game to scouts because nobody knew nobody knew about me i wouldn't yeah, play they football coming out to see you i was on nobody's rising junior senior list nobody saw me every coach was like i was there to see so-and-so and then Oh. That's why you just never know when it That's comes when to you, anything. Sports Thank or you. Acting See or what I'm saying? <laughs> you just got to do it. If I didn't do it, what happens? No. So then you, you got to take that leap of faith. Exactly, because you never faith, know. Oh, my main my main quote there. is faith over fear. Faith over fear always. You just got to faith over fear. I love that. You know what I'm saying? Faith so, over fear, guys. So, yeah. And then literally um, Michigan State. And then right when Michigan State came, then Ohio State. Ohio State's obviously the biggest school in our state. And they were just like, uh, we would offer you a scholarship, and I was like, I still was like, I don't even know what I'm doing, but you know what? <laughs> Fuck it, let's do that. I took a visit down there, and that's when like May solidified it, and I was like, I love the guys that I hung out with, all the guys that were coming into that class, the older guys. I could tell you a funny story about that part if you want to hear. Yeah. It. So we took a visit, and so we go down there, and it was like the first week, first. Well, first week back of school, we were on quarters at the time, and this is winter time, and so usually first week back in college is like party week. You yeah. Know? So we go back, so we go down there, and I have a host, and he takes me out, and so we go to this party, and it's like he's like, we're going to this party, everybody's going to be there, it's like the big party of, for the night. I'm like, cool, and I, uh, my brother and I have this childhood friend. She uh, grew up with us. Our parents know each other. Beautiful girl, like beautiful girl. She's my brother's age, so she's older, and um, she went to end up going to Ohio State, and so we go to the party. All the football guys love this girl, right? But I didn't know she was going to be at the party. And then she sees me and, like, beelines to me. And all the older guys are like, who the f-? They're like, oh, you're hanging out with us? And I'm like, oh. She's like, they're like, you know Tanya? I'm like, yeah, I know Tanya. They're like, oh, my. So after that, I was like, okay. They're, I knew, I mean, my boys, my boys are still my boys to this day after I, I, I decided to go. And like I said, I took, a, I took a leap. And I didn't know, I, I had no expectations. I had not zero. And that's like exactly how it happened when I came to L.A. I had zero expectations. I'm just like, I'm here. I'm going to get my shit done. I'm going to see if I can do it. And if end of the day nothing happens, I can say I fucking tried it. I love that. That Not to bring it back to the defiant ones, but I'm bringing it back. Dr. Dre and his wife both said about him, he always does what feels right and yeah. what feels good. And if something doesn't feel good, he's not doing it, which is so sure. simple, but we don't listen to that. Sometimes we push and push and push mm-hmm. against something that's not working. Yeah. And we it, listen to wrong people and people giving you advice that can't even listen to them their own advice like yeah and you have to just listen to your gut and if yeah. you're like this doesn't feel good then always, don't do it I've always listen to your gut and every all your intuition all this stuff and you look back on the things you made your these tough decisions and you go with your gut you're like ah I'm glad i decided to choose it my way instead of listening to this person like exactly 
It's crazy, it but like crazy. it's tough because you can get influenced easily and like showing the lights, and then you could you could be like I'm like no, I don't. That doesn't. That's not my fit. I don't, it doesn't fit right. You just have to go with like what works for you, mm-hmm. which 100%. I think is really hard to do in a lot of situations. For sure, it's tougher than easier said than done. But it sure. sounds like like you weren't like I want to be a professional no, football oh, player. That was, no, I was like oh scholarship. <laughs> I was like yes. Yeah. Now I can get a free school. I was not like oh scholarship to the pros. No, yeah. I was like scholarship. I have education degree. I was like cool. Okay. I was doing my student teaching and that's when I got drafted. I was like, cool. Cause I, and then obviously I had these injuries. So I was like, Whatever. even more, I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm just going to finish school and that's cool. Now I'm not going to be in debt after school. Cause I have, you know, things like that. Yeah. And then it was a blessing. It. So then the amount of years I played, I was like, and the people are like, don't you, aren't you like mad or do you, I'm like, no. Cause I didn't even think I was going to last that long. Yeah. You know, I, every, every year was a blessing and I was just happy to be there. And yes, sometimes you wish you can do things differently. I wish I could have played a certain, you know, things you kind of like sit back and like go through your mind of like certain situations. But I have no like, like hard feelings. So resentment. And there's a lot of guys that have a lot of resentment after playing professional sports. That's actually one of the questions from one of the meatballs was, how does it feel like now? Like you're not playing anymore. Like what's the next move? Like after you're done playing, like what do you move on it's to? It's trippy because you see all those sad, you always hear about these um, sob stories. Of people like broke and they're just like, I mean, it's true. And like, but there's a lot of people that are doing great things also. And also injury wise too, like head injuries. That's a huge thing. But, um, it's kind of like one of those things I try to like correlate it to something like, say you're, say you're, um, you go to school to be a doctor, doctor and you go to school, you go to the best school, you go to Stanford, you go to you, med school, you're, you, you got, you best grades you get into a hospital you get into whatever residency you're killing it you're you're the best fucking doctor in the country or in the region and they come up to you tomorrow and say you can never be a doctor tomorrow or after tomorrow like you can't be a doctor anymore no more what are you gonna do you're like fuck you worked your ass off for your whole life to get to this certain point Mm -hmm. you played say like it's like football so playing football you became you're the one percent the amount of people that play football from high school to college to professional and last over f- three years. You're in that percentile, it's buddy. It's trippy. But then they come and then all of a sudden, boom. What, like, they're like, you can't play that no more. So, yeah, they, there's always like people like, you got to make sure there's a plan B and there's certain things. But it's tough. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you've been working your butt off forever. And all of a sudden, somebody says, you can't do this no more at all. Like, I can't. Like. You can't be a doctor no more. That's it? You're like, okay, now you got to be like, okay, well, maybe I'll try. You got to figure shit out. Yeah. And there's certain things, and I'm not saying everybody's perfect and everybody's, like, doing the right thing, but there's a lot of trials and tribulations, and, and people maybe, and, like, luckily my family was able enough or was, um, I won't say able, but, like, was strong enough, and they um, – yeah, they didn't depend like some people depend on some of these oh, athletes supporting like, supporting, uh, huge oh, families. like people are, like I had, t- I had teammates that are paying, I had teammates that are paying house mortgages, cell phone bills, car notes for mom, unc, uncle, fucking brother, pe- paying for school for people. Luckily, I God bless it. Like my family, we were all just we all work. You know, we all had jobs. We all took it. We, my parents are, we don't we don't ask a lot. We don't do you know we don't want a lot. So. That helped me out a lot. I don't have any kids. You know, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not paying child support, marriages, broken marriages where you're paying alimony. Like the stories you, I could tell you about just like the divorce settlements and money and just 
I mean, it's 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 tough. So and just, there's a lot of money in what you do, but also not as much as it seems. Not as much as like Especially basketball and <laughs> baseball shit. <laughs> but it's being spread around. Two, like two hundred million dollar contracts. Eighteen like, different people in your family. Exactly. It goes quick. It yeah. goes quick. So I mean, and you gotta save of, it because there's a lot of things, and like people just see it from the outside, and they're like, "Oh, he blew this fucking money." I'm like, "Yo, if your mom needs money and you're gonna say no to her, I get it. Like, it's hard to say no, but you're gonna give her some. Money. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like." It's it's just it's just a weird thing when you when people have quick to judge or quick to hear these see the the um, the newspaper lines and stuff like that right away like so and so is broke and da 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 you're like you don't know what what he's going through you don't know what happened you don't know if he has mental health you don't know if he has like health issues you don't know what is going on you just you read this you just going. read the beginning of the article and you're like oh of course another athlete is blowing it I'm like I know tons of athletes that are doing very well. You always hear about the bad shit. You always hear about the guys getting in trouble. You know what I'm saying? You always hear like the DUIs or whatever. I'm like, there's a bazillion guys getting DUIs out here yet last night, but of course you only hear about the professional athlete guy. You know what I'm saying? So it's the kind of things you got to put in perspective before you quick to judge. And I'm not, and I luckily I saw, seen things a lot earlier in my life from being a sports. So, so now, now I keep open mind and I'm not quick to just judge people right away. And it helps for sure. And everything. I um, read something about Jim Trussell. Yeah. That's my coach. That was one of your coaches. Yeah. And you said that he was a player's coach. Mm-hmm. And I want to know, I want to go a little further into that. Like, as a player's coach, what were some of the things that he did that you definitely respected more than other coaches you had? He spoke to you like an adult. Mm. He didn't just yell at you, just to yell. Like, he told you he got his point across. Like, it's like, it's kind of the same as, like, my father. He never, I've never heard my father yell at me once. I mean, yell, yell. Like, you know, if he's mad, for sure, raise oh, his yeah. voice. But still treated you with like some sort of respect not just think you're just like yeah and just like just another guy that's gonna be replaced and you see coaches that do that and they ruin kids lives they ruin kids mentality and they just have this hateful spite forever so as a player's coach he always looked out for you it was open door policy it was just you felt comfortable going in there and not feel intimidated Mm -hmm. you could talk to him about your like girl situation you can talk to him about school situation obviously and so it and then you have a position coach as well. And my position coach was like my college position coach. He passed away like five years ago, but he was like my guy. Like he was like the guy, like he was like, fun. like it was like one of those where you're like, dang, uh, like his, like his family brought you in, like as their son, like type of feel. And it's just like one of those things where, you know, I miss him. Type of, so you want to call him and just want to talk to him. So it's like one of those trippy things, but I can go on that tangent too, but Trestle, <laughs> he's just a player. Yeah. He, he treated you as shit treated you as respect and i've never been well everybody's like why don't you ever want to be a coach and i was like ah maybe one day but i would they may coach my kids or something but i was like the hours are just crazy like coaches hours and coaches oh my god my brother's never available yeah and and it's it's the same as playing as job security is if you're not winning they'll fire you you know what i'm saying so it's the same (laughs) so and you have a family and stuff you got (laughs) to up and move your whole family to get another job like you take a job from (laughs) You're playing. You're, I have a friend that just got a. Uh, he's coaching at the University of Cincinnati, but he was he was coaching in Purdue, and he has got five kids. And all of a sudden, got the co- the head coach got fired, so now he's got up and moved. Everybody, it's just it's a lot of stress. So I, maybe one day, but I don't know. But I love Coach Russell. I love Mike. Uh, and he was at Ohio State. He was with at you? Ohio State. Coach Do you Daniels. Know I've been um, in the locker rooms at Ohio State. Yeah. What the um, the stadium locker rooms? Uh-huh. Or the, the yeah. <laughs> 
I the first movie I ever filmed we shot on Ohio State's campus. I really? was there for a at the month. The horseshoe. You were at the horseshoe. Yeah, beautiful. It's a big. It's a big stadium, huh? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, right? yeah. People are like overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, people are like, oh, it looks big on TV. You know, like no. You'd be like, holy shit, <laughs> you this have thing. No idea. Right, and then it goes down like it's deep into the ground. It's not like it's just ground level. So when you get in and you're on the field level, you look up. You're like, come on. Well, the nicest people I think I've ever met were all from Ohio. I'm telling you, every area. time. I'm telling you, we're, we we are some nice. <laughs> hang out. We're just are. normal, man. We're, I would say normal, but we're just we hang out. We have drinks. We have a beer. Have some food. Watch some sports. Party a little bit. Like it's mm-hmm. not like I don't know. We, it's we, not, we're not we, we don't have like aggressive. No, we don't have any expectations. We just want we just enjoy each other's company. There's nothing like you're like oh we got to go see. So and so is that someone like no, no. I, I'm good. We can just stay right here and hang we out with her. We went to where do we? They took us to hang out on High Street. Yeah, High Street. At my house, yeah, my college house used to be right on High Aww, Street, right off I High love Street. That. We filmed in a lot of like the frat houses and oh, stuff, the frat like houses. all around oh, yeah, there. Like 15th. Yeah, yeah. The movie was called Frat House Massacre. Oh, they, you know, it's they knocked huge those down. in Germany. They, they just they knocked those down now. <laughs> they knocked those down. They redid reconstruction over there. But, well, yeah. but I, yeah, I lived on like North High Street, like a little bit farther um, north, um, called East Oakland, right down the street. Look at you. So mm-hmm. after, okay, I want to know what it was like draft day. You were a fifth round draft pick? I was a fifth round draft pick. Jesus Christ. It's trippy. Cause what I, was that like? Well, it was this weird um, energy because I didn't know if I was going to be drafted because I was hurt. Yeah. You, like, you don't, most guys aren't going to get, I've already had, I already had one knee injury when I was a sophomore. And then you were I, that good. And then I, I was, oh, well, I, my, as my, I'll tell you my position coach, the one I love, Coach Daniels, he used to coach with the Browns uh, when he was um, younger. And he would, and so he knows a lot about NFL and stuff like that. So I sat sat down with him and talked to him about just stuff after my injury. And he was like, and um, you know, there's certain scouts who are like, yeah, we possibly we might draft you. Da, da, da. And he was like, I'm gonna be honest with you, Drew. He was like, because I'm I'm a fast I'm a fast guy. I'm a pretty fast guy. So um, he was like, after your injury, he's like, you probably lost a lot of money because my draft stock dropped. Yeah. So you think about it, like I'm projected maybe like second round. You know, you're like, oh fuck, and then you. So I'm just hope. I'm so my expectations were like, just, just give me a chance. I wasn't like, oh, I, I hope I get drafted in the third round, fourth round. I was like, just give me a chance. And so it was a weird, uneasy feeling, but it was also like, whatever happens, because if it doesn't, then I get it. Because I mean, nobody really wants to just pick a guy that still has to like. You want they want a healthy kid. You know what I'm saying? I can get another guy that's healthy. Exactly. Instead of you know, so it's like. Somebody, but it's all about anything about this industry. Same thing. It's just, you just gotta get, just give me a chance. You just put me, put my foot in the door. I'm fine. I'm, a, I'm a, I'm a worker bee. Like I'm a full on. Like I love the trenches. I love being in like the process. The mm-hmm. process is like my favorite part. Like people hate like want things to happen right away. And yes, you get impatient and stuff. But you gotta enjoy that process. Like this process of just auditioning and doing things and just getting the next, the next like small victory and planting that seed and step by step mm-hmm. it's, it's fun stuff my dad always says enjoy the ride it's, you gotta you got to man you got to because the ride is your life like that's what's happening right now like whether or not like <coughs> you're on a tv show now you're always kind of gonna want something else mm-hmm. so like enjoy the process mm-hmm. and it's hard to always right. remember and that you have to sometimes look at like how, what you've accomplished She's like, I did that. You know what I'm saying? Because you're so thinking about like, oh, damn, I didn't get this. And then I get this. But you're like, came, where you came from, where you started. And you're like, damn, I fucking did that. I did it on my own. Like, I busted my ass. You got to be like, pat yourself, <laughs> pat yourself on the back sometimes. You'd be like, yeah, 
Fuck yeah. <laughs> I fucking earned that shit. I earned that shit. That's mine. I, I can Meatballs, own that. Meatballs, I want you to take a second to pat yourself on the back. <laughs> pat yourself on the back. I did. <laughs> yeah, we're doing you it right now. Did. You do it too. But now you're like, after you did it, <laughs> forget about it no, and now go going. to the next thing. Yeah. <laughs> we're not saying like. No, don't get lazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, actually, speaking of being lazy, I want to know um, any like summer bod fitness tips or like anything that you can recommend to people for I'm just a, staying I'm a fit. yogi now. You're a yogi. Because of my knees, so I, my surgery, so I kind of, which I, and I, I wouldn't say I was forced into yoga, but I'm glad I was forced into it type of thing because yeah. I love it. It's overall just health, well-being, and just feeling. Because, I, I mean, I've done every type of workout you can think of just from sports-wise. Being in every weight room and every weight coach and training, and they have this new special thing, and they have this new special thing. But, I mean – for myself personally, everybody, people like other things. People like CrossFit. People like, I like Pilates too sometimes, but I'm a yogi. I, I go to yoga every morning. I went to yoga this morning. He's very Zen guys. Yeah. He's a very good energy. I'm telling you. <laughs> I love it. It makes, it makes my, it sets my mind. It sets my routine. I have the routine that I was telling you earlier. Mm-hmm. Same routine every morning. I'm going to go work out. I'm going to stretch. I'm going to go like focus on my day, get everything done. You know, whatever I have to do, plan it out. And I feel like yoga is like huge with that, you know? meditation it's a, but I, i'm trying to get more into meditation wise and i think that helps and i'm not a big person where like people are like i'm always in my brain or i can't i think about a lot of things but also i i don't at the same time like when i'm in yoga you know what i'm saying so people some people i i think prejudge or right away think like i can't do yoga because i don't like to sit still or i don't like to do i'm like what well, you don't even give it a try like that's the try, best candidate you did to a, do yoga you did it one time and now you hate it like you don't even give it a real try so that's my and it makes you feel fit i feel it keeps me sexy I think. guys he's fit he's can, tight he's sexy i feel like i'm beach ready at all times <laughs> yes you are you also were a professional athlete <laughs> okay is true. That is true. <laughs> no i i get it i think it's very important um i want to know do you have goals that like you've set for yourself now? Um, I do. Like, what do you want within the next like five years? That's how I want to phrase that. Actually. Well, <clears throat> I've recently been, I mean, I've been booking, um, a, uh, a lot of commercial stuff, commercial mm-hmm. work. I've done a home Depot spot. I just did a um, Acura car commercial. Are my, they out yet? With my fake son. Yeah. The home Depot's out. I just got checked. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> home Depot, just, uh, what else is like a Sony? Like those are great. And I love them. And, and don't get me wrong. National spots and especially full Brown fall football. Like those are the those spots are great. And I just want to see, I just like to see it progress, you know, maybe, start doing more I, I don't go out for tv that much like tv stuff okay. you know so i haven't really tr- like a tried to because i was like maybe you know at first you're like i just want to get on a tv show and just try to be like yeah that'd be great but i like my progression and mm-hmm. i think like it's growing in like more confidence and like going into certain rooms with more confidence is huge after knowing you got That's some more like stuff under your belt five percent of the battle right and, <laughs> and especially knowing you have something under the belt and um you know it's just i think that's my main like focus now just maybe starting to crack into like tv and and film so like why did you choose to move to la instead of like going back to ohio and starting a family there and you know um well when i was finishing with the raiders i actually moved out to la um to pursue more hosting yeah you know and i was doing stuff with uh like nfl network i was interning stuff like that and i um and one of my friends she's an actress down here and she was like why don't you take some uh, commercial classes and i was like all right Let's do this. Cool. You know? Yeah. I'm I literally, um, best part of my best, I mean, so far be, between the sports and this, 
one of the best times of my life was that tweener time when I just stopped playing football mm-hmm. and I was kind of undecided. So I went on like a six month travel of just like a backpack through Italy. <gasps> I, went to, I just did some, I just did, I want to say self-reflection, but I just did a lot of just like just traveling and just figuring it out. Did you go by yourself? I did most of the time. And then I met up with some friends in uh, Barcelona and uh, oh, I love Spain. so yeah we just I just did a lot of stuff like that so after that I kind of um came back and I was like um I think I want to you know I, I had a house in Charlotte actually when I played first so I, I I rented that out and uh I just I knew I didn't want to move back to Ohio and just have wife and kids I knew that right away like yeah. I, that wasn't even in the written in the sky were your it parents was, trying to get you to go back my there my parents or? are like do what makes I you happy yeah for sure like I, my mom she, like i literally talked to my mom and she's just like i'll be like do you think i'm that's how like the, the subject kind of we kind of talked about the wedding and stuff earlier yeah. and like subject to just me not being married at 30 but she's like oh no you're doing just fine like you're like you're are you happy i'm like yeah she's like okay then you're fine go do you so a roundabout way of saying this but then i so oakland i was already doing some hosting stuff and i was interested and then came down here to start doing more and then i got into commercial uh, classes and I started taking some acting classes and just getting your chops right you know and I started like gravitating towards that more and um, luckily through the NFL they had this um, seminar thing called um, Hollywood Boot Camp and it was at Universal and I I had to apply I had to write all these like essays and stuff and I got in and um, you met I met so many great different people through that but then I got a a job at uh, Legendary Pictures um, Thomas Tall, who was not the owner anymore, they sold legendaries, got sold, but he was part owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers. What? So he he was at the seminar thing, and so then he was they offered a job at Legendary for for like a full summer, and I was like, I got to apply for that. So I applied, phone interviews, all this crazy stuff. I got that, and I was like, I'm right around the corner. Like you should hire me. <laughs> like you know, <laughs> I'm here. Yeah, and so then that just it just my mind was just blown just seeing other side of the camera too like production and just being on these sets and just doing stuff and i was like damn this inspires me more than hosting okay this makes me more like you know i i get it like i i i'm okay with interviews and 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 i could do correspondent i could red card i could read prompter i could do it but i'm like this makes me more like wanting like excited for some reason you so know? like being behind the scenes well no just 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 in the on like a set like just getting... on set but just like film in general you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying just seeing that aspect and being able to see like the dailies of just like them like they were shooting that um that movie with uh uh it was called like blue something with um michael michael mann was the director but it was the dude who's the thor guy what's his name I feel like it's a Hemsworth. Australia. Yeah, Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> it was some hacker movie called like something, and and I, that's when Legendary was producing it. But th- we got to go in there and see like the the dailies. They would send them every day, and you get to sit in the theater with like the execs and seeing those. I'm like, this shit is awesome. Yeah, you know, this is fucking awesome. It's another level. I get yeah. chills every time I'm on a set with. Yeah, people. it's so. So then I was like, like oh, and then so that's when I kind of got start getting more into acting stuff, and then. You know, then you try to figure out like how do I get the SAG and how do I get my vouchers? You know, what I'm saying it's a whole new world. It's the same as it's the same as football. When I was like this hieroglyphics, like you're just like I don't know how to read these plays, and all of a sudden, boom, you make it an NFL. <laughs> you're like fuck, okay, fuck it, let's just see what the fuck happens. So then I started doing acting, and then I started trying to find an agent. And you try to find, try to figure out your headshots. It's just whole process that There's I have so much I don't know anything about, but you learn and you finally grow, and then 
you book something and you're like a non-union. Then all of a sudden you're new. And then I start, and you're finally in SAG and I'm booking like these national spots and you're slowly growing and you kind of think about what's next. But then you sit back and like I told you earlier, you sit back and you're like, fuck I came from like I came from like I didn't know anybody here like I my first meeting my fr- I had one contact this guy Matt Willick I played with in Carolina he's like 13 year vet you've seen him in all these films he's always the big goon guy he's like six seven huge dude he's in so many movies you probably would know and he's just always has like the handlebar mustache like he's a huge fucking he was an awesome lineman I hit him up on Facebook this is like 2010 I hit him up on Facebook and I was like hey I'm thinking about getting into more TV stuff I was like you have representation. He was like, well, this is my agent. I was like, no promises, but here's my guy. Maybe you set up something. I was like, that's all I had, right? Hit that guy up, set up a meeting, walked in there. It was like a 15-minute meeting. Basically, everything, the gist of it, he was like, I can't do anything for you. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, fuck. I was like, this is my first taste of this like Hollywood. I was like, damn, fuck. And that was it. And then it was like, okay, I gave my mind right in this grind. And then progression from... I say I really started doing like auditioning or like trying to get representation 2012. So it's been five years. And from there to now, it's, it's been pretty well. It's been, it's it, like, it's been slow. Like people wanted to do overnight success, but that you, process, you just got to just fucking love that. Probably. I, I love that rehab process. Like, fuck it. Just sit in there and just keep doing it. Let's keep going. I'm already here. <laughs> We're already here. We're already in the middle of it. Like I'm already in the trenches. That's how I feel. I'm already halfway there. If you're going to quit now, you're like, why am I going to all the stuff I did, I just over with. Real, it's like the past like ten years of my life. We're just, here. Yeah. We're already here. I'm not so giving up now. Yeah. God, just no. I get it. Like I get it. Families and you want to have you. You decide to do other things and more power to you. But yeah. If it's something that you really want to do in any type of aspect of your life, it doesn't have to be this. Obviously, any type of thing. Just keep going, man. You can't cheat just the process. Going. You can't cheat the process. You, know? you got to fall in love with the process. You got to fall in love with the process. Enjoy the ride, like your dad said. God, you're dropping quote bombs left and right. <laughs> Selling you. What was that? Enjoy the process? What was you it? You got to fall in love, fall with, in fall love, in love with the process. <laughs> you got to fall in love with the process, man. You got to fall in love with it. Coaches will say that all day long. Will the they? day-to-day workouts and training, it's a process. You're like, I'm tired. I'm mentally fatigued. My body's tired. I got to get up and run again today. I just yeah. had a game yesterday. I feel like my body got hit by a bus. You're like, I did the thing. I have a giant, br- yeah, I did that thing. Call the game on Sundays. Like, I caught a touchdown pass. I got to come back here on Monday and, and lift more weights? Don't I get, like, some rest? So it's just like, eh, you just got to just, like. Do you have any, like, favorite game that sticks out or, like, just, like. Oh, yeah. What would that be? I mean, my first touchdown pass, you actually put in that photo. Yeah. The one I was dunking over. That the was thing. your first That was one? my first touchdown pass. It was Christmas Eve against the Dallas Cowboys at what? home. Yeah. First touchdown pass <gasps> ever. So that was like a 50, it was like a 40 yard bomb. And I caught it and I literally just caught it in a stride. And like the goalpost is <laughs> right there. And I'm like, oh, I'm dunking this shit. And then, so cool. Yeah. That was like my, that was my first test. But like, I've caught a, I've caught a touchdown pass in the NFC championship game. That was like, we we're one game away from Super Bowl. And like, it's like certain things you're like, holy shit, this is like, he, like this one game. You're like, this is the final, this is like the final game to go to the Super Bowl. We lost to Seattle. This is like 2006 or five, 2005. Mm-hmm. And we lost, but I caught a touchdown pass in that game. Like there's like very rare people, like people catch up. Like, first of all, people don't intend to catch a touchdown pass in the NFL that much, but then get a playoff game and get to the almost, this, like, imagine if it was a Super Bowl game, that'd be crazier, but close to the Super Bowl and you're catching a touchdown pass. You're like, you know what I thought in my head? No, I'm gonna tell you. I mean, what I thought in my head. I tell my friends this when I when they put me in the game and they they threw it to me. 
I'm still young. It's like my second year. And they threw this ball to me. And in my mind, this is like one of the biggest games ever for our state. I was like, oh, my God, they're throwing me the ball. I was like, I can't believe they trust me this much. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. I caught it, luckily. And um, but yeah, but that that was huge. My favorite. Somebody's at the door. Jesus. Hold on. There we go. Um, yeah, so then my last one of my favorite memories besides those two was just having like like going to Lambeau Field against Green Bay, playing the Packers. Brett Favre was the quarterback. I don't know, I had a crazy game. I had like like six catches, like over 100 yards and a touchdown. So it's like certain things like that are really trippy to me because you just never think that would happen to you and be able to get that opportunity to do it, you know. And so I had some great memories. Most of my – those are my on-field memories, but off-field memories of just like practice-wise as friends and just the things I do miss, answer your friend's question, or like if somebody asks this, like, what do you miss? Mm -hmm. I Like I miss my – I miss like the practices and like the locker room antics of just the – I mean – we would, I mean, the things that we would do, like pranks that we, it would, like the season is a grind. And so like you can start going through a season and people are starting to get injured. And see, like, so you're lucky to play uh, each day is almost basically a blessing in general in life. But in, in football too, each, each week you make it through another week, you're going to, you know, so you're playing this game that everybody loves, you know? So, but it's like, you got to remember we're, we're all like 22, 23, 24. <laughs> we're like, babies. I mean, these kids, but we're like also like fun. We, doing pranks to people's lockers and like putting like icy hot on people's chin straps and just like <laughs> like little things like that and like you know the the certain moments during practice when like even the coaches are laughing because somebody did something funny like it's just like those are like damn that was a good time that was fun do you have any favorite like pump up song or like song you would listen to to like get like no i was more of like a, i've always been a, a, a chill zen guy oh okay. yeah, yeah, yeah like mm-hmm. i've never been like <laughs> guy there's a funny um What's what's the dude on Instagram? Fuck, I, I feel bad. I should give him a shout out. But he he um he does these like skits of like he used to play football for like the Bears for a long time. But he does like certain skits that you would remember if you played or like if you played in, in high school, middle school. But there's always certain t- types of people. Like there's the, the there's the guy that's like pumping himself up, keeps hitting his chest. <laughs> then there's the guy with the towel over his head, and he's just so focused he doesn't want anybody to talk to him with earphones on. And then there's like the guy that's like giving the speech and like talking like guys. And there's just the guy. There's the guys that crack jokes. And I'm usually I'm not the guy that's cracking jokes, but I'm usually sitting with the guys cracking the jokes and i'm just like sitting there like like laughing to myself or giggling but the dude's like making fun of something or doing something and i'm I'm usually it's kind of like i feel like i play better when i'm when, it, when i'm lighthearted and not like super like focused on like you know like the, that focus thing of like we have to focus on the game and this is what we no because it's still like you know what you're gonna do you're, i think you, you've you, put in the work exactly you already know you're good like you're not like you're not going to learn it in a, in a half hour before the game starts. Nope. If you already got it. So like it's our, we've been practicing this and you've, you put in the time you've practiced it all week. I know my ability. You trust your ability. You're confident. I'm not saying you're going to be disruptive in the locker room. I'm not going to, you know, mess up everybody else's in or whatever they're doing, but you don't have to be, uh, my personality has always been like, cool. Just let's, let's get this game going. And like, we can talk about anything, you know, just keep your mind off the, sometimes keeping your mind off the game until the game starts is even better. I agree with that. You focus on too much. And you're just thinking about too much stuff all the time. I just, like it when I'm either like really busy before I have a, a big show or, for sure. you know, like I just, if you're you focusing get too far on in your it, head. you get too much in your head. And you, oh, yeah. yeah. You're just going to either mess up or it's just not, there's, yeah, the, 
It's not going to be organic. Yeah, it's definitely not going to be organic. And yeah. my, all my best games have definitely been one of those organic type feels where it just like develops. You're, you're the most chill um, professional athlete I've ever met. <laughs> you're so zen. Most people, are, and the funny thing is like when I do meet um, people and like tell them I play sports and most of them are like, you don't seem like a football player. I'm like, I'm actually really not. If you really technically think about it, I didn't really grow up playing football. You know, like I had guys playing since Pop Warner. Like they've been playing since second grade. I have friends like, that's all that they ate, breathed, slept football. That wasn't, I, that was not me. I love sports. Yeah. I love competition, but football, like I'm not a meathead. Number one. No. Like, you know, and there's not a lot. I mean, there's some meatheads. Don't get me wrong. There's some guys, but there's a lot of intelligent guys that play football too, that people just think that every football guy is like a douchebag and they just fucking, but I'm not, I don't think I'm like a typical football player, you know? So I, um, I my, luckily, God bless my parents. Shout out to them again. They showed me a lot of other things to do and other things you can your interests besides. Like I played sports, yeah, for sure. But my mom, she's a dentist. Like she loves science. I fucking love science. Like I love anything. Like <laughs> how did that happen? But, uh, like anything. Cause she would always take us to every. She'd take us to different. Um, she'd take us to different museums. She'd mm. take us. She'd take us to um, metro parks. We would do some cra- like I'd go. I love like going to catch fish. Like we do like crazy trail like hikes in the metro parks in, in Ohio through the forest and like finding worms and like I was we were outdoorsy kids. Like we play some video games like a little bit, but in Ohio we're like running through the woods I for sure. That. We're chopping. We're trying to chop trees down. We're trying to like just like start fire by a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Start like, trying to burn a little, a tiny little, yeah, fire. A little leaves or let's just burn these things and see what happens. Do you, you know? have, so like my Jersey is New Jersey. That's where I'm from. Gotcha. So your Jersey is Ohio. Yes. What do you have any places that you love that you can recommend to the meatballs, whether it be like restaurants or like a park or like in something Ohio? that like, yes, if you're in Ohio, you need to go visit. I mean, downtown is 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 huge now it's compared it's totally different than when i was there like if you city wise like lebron rechanged the whole face of like downtown cleveland you know there's so many great restaurants and so many great things to do downtown like people are like damn like cleveland's pretty cool i'm like yeah it is cool now because i mean obviously so much revenue is going to the city and things have changed over but outside of that what do you do when you go home i'm home (laughs) (laughs) i'm on that couch with my parents yeah (laughs) i mean there's things to do like i'm gonna like i'm gonna a town like outside of cleveland so there's a lot more uh, nature and woods to to do like i said the metro parks are just a huge like reserve of like trails and biking and fishing and i I love that that. and that's oh it's especially like spring summer fall even the fall is the best obviously because the trees same in jersey those trees change like before it gets too cold it's that perfect temperature it's great september and awesome. that smell of like the leaves when it's kind of like wet you're like oh man you can't beat it but um when i'm home I'm, I'm home like i'm not i might might meet up with some but most of my friends are gone too which is weird like there's no like meet up spot to like go have a drink I might have a drink at home, and my parents don't even drink, so it's just weird. So just, <laughs> You're just the creepy. Yeah, me and my, bro- well, my brother, and my, my brother will come over, and me and him are just drinking together. But like, I'll usually <laughs> just be like, my mom will just keep feeding me, and I'll just be like, oh, another plate. I'm like, yes, and then the plate's gone, and I'm like, oh my god, I miss home. I don't have to clean up my plate either. I'm like, oh, she's like, just go down, go watch TV. Go I'm like, fun. I can just go watch TV. I don't have. To- oh man, I miss. What's home. your What's your favorite home cooked meal by Spaghetti. Tina? Spaghetti? Yeah. Oh, you're taking that. I'm ta- home with oh, you. oh, for sure. I'll take it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. She. Uh, she knows when I come home. She knows the deal. Mm-hmm. Even like usually I go home for Thanksgiving. That's like the main time, and like that first night home, I'm, she's usually making spaghetti for me. I love that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, 
This has been awesome. This has been great. I know. I, know. I feel like everyone's learned so much about you. Um, you're so inspiring. Thanks for listening, guys. I hope I hope I wasn't boring you guys too much. Not at all. And if you guys have any questions for him, you can email me at what's your Gmail at no, what's your jersey <laughs> at gmail.com. There we go. Yeah. Um, before we finish, I have everyone do this. Um, okay. I love Lady Gaga. Mm. <laughs> and she retweeted a parody I did of hers mm. a few months ago. So I have everyone do a read of a Lady Gaga song. Oh, what song? Um, so this one, it reminds me of you. <laughs> she sang this at the Super Bowl. <laughs> you look so scared right now, guys. I'm just like, what? I'm, I'm just, intrigued. I'm like, wait, am I, yeah. am I reading this? Am You're, I singing this? You can read it. You don't have to sing it. You could do Is it. Is there music along a, with it? No, you just I'd, do whatever you want. You could, you could do it like you're like reading a diary entry, like you're in a Jersey see accent. What it looks like. <laughs> you're not going to show it to me. Let me no, see. Um, you could pick whichever part of the song. Uh, I, the song's born this way. So. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sing this whole thing? You have, no, you could pick whichever part you want. Yeah. it's it's Every guest has had to do this. So you could pick which part. Yeah. Whichever you want. You could do it in a Jersey accent. You could do it in your favorite accent. You could do a it Jersey as a... Jersey accent. I wish I could do a Jersey. I can't do a Jersey. Let me hear your Jersey my, accent. The best way to get into it, for some reason... Um, do you I, do the stomp? Do you do that Jersey stomp that they love? That the, that the, the, what's the Jersey stomp? I had a friend from um, Paramus. Yeah. Paramus? Yeah. He was a teammate of mine in, in Carolina, and they would do this, like, stomp. And I guess they were, it's like some, like, That's so it's cool. like a build-up stomp. When they, and then all of a sudden, like, the, when the beat drops, it's like full-on, like, Jersey Shore type thing. Well, okay, so Jersey Shore, I always think of Sammy Sweetheart going, you traumatized me. <laughs> <laughs> that for some reason like gets me into it. Okay. <laughs> you have, you could do like three lines. You're fine. Oh right, here we go. <laughs> I wish I could do. It. I can't do any voice. All right, I'm just gonna read it. Just do it. <laughs> Don't hide yourself and regret. Just love yourself and you're set. I'm on the right track, baby. I was born this way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that verse now. Yes, that's, that's a good one, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's how that, you, that's the one that stuck out when I was reading through I it. I feel like your life, like you kind of just stayed on the track that like Yeah, don't hide yourself in regret. Just go. Just faith over faith over guys, fear. Um we learned some great quotes today. We yeah. learned faith over fear. For sure. Um we learned ladies, desperation is the worst perfume, worst perfume worst when it comes to dating. And fall in love with the process. Always. All right. Can you pimp yourself out, Drew, so people can find you on social media? Oh, pimp myself out for sure. You can find me on IG at It's Drewski, I-T-S Drewski with three I's at the end. Doc, not Doc. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> nope. It's Drewski. And then uh, my Twitter is the same, but with four I's at the end. Why that? Somebody stole it. I don't know. So weird. <laughs> I gotta get. I gotta get like that blue check and just. You yeah. Know, gotta get to that level. You need to be verified. You need your <sighs> one name. One day. One day. Shout out to my meatballs. If you, <laughs> you can verify me, 
email me <laughs> or, or DM me. DM. DM me. You like DM. But no shady sliding DMs. I get some weird DMs, I'll tell you that. I'm sure you do. I feel like gir- girls talk about their DMs, but sometimes like I get some weird girl DMs. It's kind of creepy. So don't be creepy meatballs. Not yeah. that I think but any of you would You can would say be. hello. I would love it. Aw, say yeah. hi to at Drewski. Yeah. Um, and is there anything? Well, you can see Drew on a Home Depot commercial yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. Acura. Um, I don't um North Grub Grumman. It's like a, a um a defense contract commercial. It's crazy. Like Ooh. they pay the they pay. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> they got a lot of money. Defense contracts for the government, they make a lot of money. So they just pay their But um what else? I'm actually oh yeah, I'm in the process of writing um my I'm writing a feature film. I finished a pilot. The pilot is called Group Chat. It's loosely based off my life. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Look out for group yeah. chat, guys. Yes. Um, what else? That's so exciting. Yeah. And uh, actually, I'm, I'm writing a session tonight. So we're just going to keep that process. I'll tell you guys, just keep doing that. It's like baby steps and plant those seeds and you'll be fine. Plant those seeds and you'll be fine. You heard it here first on What's Your Jersey. Guys, you're the best. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for rating and reviewing and being the best meatballs ever. 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 (laughs) Uh, You can find me on social media at Jacqueline Marfuji or email me at whatsyourjersey at gmail.com. And thank you so much for listening. I'll catch you on the flip side. Bye. Bye. Just put your paws up. Because you were born this way, baby. 